Safety Net Studio presents. Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we set on a really difficult adventure with Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. The world is changing. Truth is vanishing. War is coming. World's coming after you. His fate is written. Shall we write yours, too? If anything happens to them, there's no place that I won't go to kill you. That is written. Your life will always matter more to me than my own. None of our lives can matter more than this mission. I don't accept that. Ethan Hunt and the IMF team must track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity if it falls in the wrong hands. With control of the future and the fate of the world at stake, a deadly race around the globe begins. Confronted by a mysterious all-powerful enemy, Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than the mission, not even the lives of those he cares about most. Written by the team of Bruce Geller, Eric Gendrison, and Christopher McQuarrie, and directed by Christopher McQuarrie, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 stars Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt, Haley Atwell as Grace, Ving Rames as Luther Stickle, Simon Pegg as Benji Dunn, Rebecca Ferguson as Ilsa Faust, Vanessa Kirby as the White Widow, and features Asai Morales, Palm Clementif, Henry Zerny, Shea Wingham, Greg Tarzan Davis, Frederick Schmidt, Mariella Garriga, and Carrie Ellis. The Mission Impossible films are all very similar to each other. The Impossible Mission Force, or IMF, will be brought in to complete a mission that every other government agency would not be able to complete. They will use all of the technology they can, and Tom Cruise will run for a good portion portion of the time, and at any point someone could and likely is wearing a hyper-realistic mask. So you can't trust what you see, and you can't trust what you hear, since they can also change their voices. But you can certainly bet your bank account on the fact that Tom Cruise will do some ridiculous stunt that will be spoiled by the trailer, and that he'll definitely be hanging off of a few things. And as expected, Dead Reckoning Part 1 checks all of those boxes. Acting-wise, these movies are always done quite well. Tom Cruise is a really good action movie star, even though it's impossible for me to not see him as Maverick after that masterpiece last year. And I'm a big Simon Pegg fan, so his performance isn't up for debate. But the big shining stars in this movie are Peggy Carter, a.k.a. Haley Atwell, Mantis, a.k.a. Palm Clementine, and the amazing Vanessa Kirby. Nobody is bad in this movie, but nobody's going to be winning an Oscar either. Story-wise, this is a great part one and leaves the world still in peril to set us up for Dead Reckoning Part 2, which currently has a release date of June 28th of 2024. It wasn't as hard of a cliffhanger as Across the Spider-Verse was, but it's definitely there as we all expected. I mean, part one is literally written on the poster. You had to know that going into this, Ethan and his team's job wasn't going to be fully completed. Now, the stunts in this movie, as expected, are absolutely bananas. My only wish was that the social media team behind the promotion of this movie didn't release their behind-the-scenes stuff until after the movie was released. It took away a ton of the suspense and fun of the biggest stunt piece, but that doesn't make it any less impressive. Knowing that Tom jumped off that cliff six times just 
proves that he's an absolute madman. And not to mention that they built a massive train and made it appear to be luxurious before destroying the entire thing. Overall, this movie is pretty fun for its entire two hour and 43 minute runtime. There are slow parts, as you should expect, but the action and stunt scenes are so well done that it will keep you happy throughout. Say what you want about Tom Cruise, but knowing that he's still doing what he does at 61 while looking the way he does is certainly an impressive feat. I give Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 an A. The weather has been hot and you should look the same. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a new trailer. The first teaser was released for the upcoming movie starring Timothy Chalamet, simply titled Wonka. You see, I'm something of a magician, inventor, and chocolate maker. So quiet up and listen down. Nope, scratch that, reverse it. What are you doing? I'm making chocolate, of course. How do you like it? Dark, white, nutty, absolutely insane. Many people have come here to sell chocolate. They've all been crushed by the chocolate cartel. Mark my words, this is gonna be the greatest chocolate shop the world has ever seen. So you're the funny little man who's been following me. I will have you know that I am a perfectly respectable size for an Oompa Loompa. An Oompa what now? Allow me to refresh your memory. Oh, I don't think I wanna hear that. Too late, I've started dancing now. Once we've started, we can't stop. The story of Wonka will focus specifically on a young Willy Wonka and how he met the Oompa Loompas on one of his earliest adventures. Alongside Timothy Chalamet, you'll see Olivia Colman, Hugh Grant, Keegan-Michael Key, Sally Hawkins, Rowan Atkinson, Matt Lucas, and so many more. Wonka hits theaters on December 15th of 2023. Over in casting news, Woody Harrelson and Owen Wilson have both signed on to star in a coming-of-age thriller titled Lips Like Sugar. The project is set to be set during the 1984 Olympic Games in Los Angeles and is loosely based on a true story. As the new friendship of two teenage girls from different walks of life unfolds and city officials focus on the Olympics, the lives of two former detectives, played by Harrelson and Wilson, become intertwined when one of the young girls goes missing. Over in the land of DC, James Gunn has announced that Nathan Fillion will be set to play Guy Gardner in the upcoming Superman Legacy film, alongside Isabel McCred, who will be playing Hawkgirl, and Edie Gathegi as Mr. Terrific. James Gunn then took a one-day break before announcing that Barry Actor Anthony Kerrigan will be also joining the show as Metamorpho, a hero who can transmute elements in his body into various forms, taking those properties on his powers. Gunn has confirmed that his Superman film will not be an origin story and will focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. Superman represents truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks of kindness as old-fashioned. Superman Legacy is expected to fly into theaters on July 11th of 2025. Deadline is reporting that Cameron Monaghan Han and Yellowjacket star Sarah Desjardins have both joined the cast of the upcoming Tron Aries. The project, which already includes Jared Leto, Evan Peters, Greta Lee, and Jodie Turner-Smith, is expected to follow a sentient program that travels from the digital world to the human world. As of now, no release date has been set. In the rumor mill, Killian Murphy, who's doing press for his upcoming Oppenheimer film, was recently asked about returning to the 28 Days Later franchise. Murphy said, quote, I was talking to Danny Boyle recently, and I said, Danny, we shot the movie at the end 
end of the 2000s, so I think we're definitely approaching a 28 years later vibe. But like I've always said, I'm up for it. I'd love to do it. If Alex Garland thinks there's a script in it and Danny wants to do it, I'd love to do it. In the original film, Murphy played bicycle courier Jim, who wakes up from a coma to find himself in an apocalyptic England that's overrun by people who have been infected by a rage virus. Boyle and Garland went through several endings for 28 Days Later before landing on the one moviegoers saw in theaters, which was the only one where Jim survived. A follow-up was released that Garland did not write, titled 28 Weeks Later, which had fans expecting the next sequel to be called 28 Months Later. If it happens, it looks like Boyle and Garland will be skipping the month's title and going straight into years. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has officially been released for home viewings, and if you were listening to the director's commentary, James Gunn did tease a Star-Lord movie that would deal with the hero adapting to his new life back on Earth. During the commentary, he said, quote, We always want to give somebody a little something special, and Chris and I forever have talked about how great it would be to be able to do an entire legendary Star-Lord movie, a story with Star-Lord on Earth trying to adapt to the environment of Earth in the same way that somebody else might try to adapt to the alien environment of outer space. He's a fish out of water in just kind of regular water, so I can't wait to see it. Whether the spin-off movie ever gets made will remain to be seen, but if it would get made, the project would likely fall to someone other than James Gunn, as he's currently busy shepherding the DC Universe. Industry insider Daniel Rickman has said that Warner Brothers has signed Timothy Chalamet for what could be potentially Dune 3. While this is not a confirmation of production plans for another movie, it's not the first time rumors of a third film have started to raise their head. Previously, Dune writer John Spates confirmed that a third movie could happen. He said, quote, There are a few tantalizing strands that lead into the future and suggest that we might not be done with this universe, despite the fact that the ending of Dune as a novel, which will be the ending of the second film, is a very satisfying conclusion. There are are a number of ways in which the book also sounds ominous notes, and there are hints of foreboding about what may be yet to come. The biggest nudes out of Hollywood this week is that SAG-AFTRA is standing firm on its demand for better representation in work conditions after a unanimous strike to vote. Dealings between SAG-AFTRA and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers fell apart last week, with no arrangements for a new contract. According to SAG-AFTRA President Fran Drescher, the Guild negotiated in good faith and was eager to reach a deal that sufficiently addressed performer needs, but the AMPTP response to the union's most important proposals have been insulting and disrespectful of our massive contributions to this industry. The companies have refused to meaningfully engage on some topics and on others completely stonewalled us. Until they do negotiate in good faith, we cannot begin to reach a deal. The AMPTP also released a statement saying, quote, We are deeply disappointed that SAG-AFTRA has decided to walk away from negotiations. This is the union's choice, not ours. In doing so, it has dismissed our offer of historic pay and residual increases, substantially higher caps on pensions, and health contributions, audition protections, shortened series options periods, a groundbreaking AI proposal that protects actors' digital likenesses, and more. Rather than continuing to negotiate, SAG-AFTRA has put us on a course that will deepen the financial hardship for thousands who depend on the industry for their livelihoods. Sadly, until both parties are able to reach an agreement, films and scripted TV shows worldwide that employed SAG-AFTRA members will be shut down. As of recording, it has officially been announced that Gladiator 2, Mortal Kombat 2, Mission Impossible Death Dead Reckoning Part 2, Venom 3, and Deadpool 3 have all ceased production. One of the major talking points from the upcoming negotiations include the use of AI, where the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers pitched a groundbreaking AI proposal which protects performance's digital likeness, including a requirement for performers' consent for the creation and use of digital replicas for or for digital alterations of a performance. Duncan Crabtree Ireland, who served as SAG-AFTRA's negotiator leading up to the strike, had told Vanity Fair that the use of AI is incredibly demeaning and dangerous 
dangerous, including, quote, they proposed that our background performers should be able to get scanned, get paid for one day's pay, and their company should own that scan, their image, their likeness, and to be able to use it for the rest of eternity in any project they want with no consent and no compensation. This has drawn comparisons to the Black Mirror episode Joan is Awful and Crabtree Ireland called an existential nightmare. Upon announcement of the strike, Disney CEO Bob Iger released the following statement, quote, we managed as an industry to negotiate a very good deal with the Directors Guild that reflects the value that the directors contribute to this great business. We wanted to do the same thing with the writers and we'd like to do the same thing with the actors. There's a level of expectation that they have that this just not realistic. And they're adding to the set of challenges that this business is already facing that is, quite frankly, very disruptive. SAG-AFTRA President Fran Drescher released the following response. Quote, I found his comments terribly repugnant and out of touch. Positively tone deaf. I don't think it served him well. If I were that company, I would lock him behind doors and never let him talk to anybody about this because it's so obvious that he has no clue as to what is really happening on the ground with hardworking people that don't make anywhere near the salary he is making. High seven figures, eight figures. This is crazy money that they make and they don't care that they're land barons of a medieval time. The strike is also starting to affect the San Diego Comic-Con, which has already had a number of panels be cancelled. These include a behind-the-scenes with the cast of Jury Duty, the Amazon Freebie original series, Prime Video's Wheel of Time panel, Cruel Summer Season 2, Metalocalypse Army of the Doomstar, The Boys spin-off Gen V, The Strangers, That 70s Show 25th Anniversary, Legendary Entertainment's panel, which include Dune Part 2, Abbott Elementary, and Orphan Black Echoes. In comic book news, it was announced by Entertainment Weekly that Ms. Marvel star Iman Vellani is co-writing a new Ms. Marvel comic as part of the characters in Big and Reintroduction to Marvel Comics. During an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Canadian Iman Vellani said, quote, This is way scarier than joining the MCU for me. Those projects feel like they live in their own dimension, so I guess I can separate myself easier. But you can hold a comic book. I've never written anything before in my entire life, but I have read many comics, so I just wrote what I would want to read. I was given a very professional tool to write, what is essentially my own fan fiction. The new comic is titled Ms. Marvel The New Mutant, which refers to Kamala Khan's second life on the printed page. Kamala's mutant lineage was teased in the final episodes of Ms. Marvel, which will be continued in this comic. Over on the small screen, a full trailer for the upcoming Peacock series Twisted Metal has been released to give us a full idea of what the show is going to look like. 20 years ago, the world fell to shit. Cities put up walls to protect themselves and threw the criminals out so they could fight over what was left. But there are humble motherfuckers like me delivering cargo from one walled city to another. And that's where the cars and guns come in. Oh, son of a- Welcome to New San Francisco. I want to hire you. Pick up a package, bring it back. I can make your every wish come true. So, John, what do you wish for? Toilet paper. Two-ply. I think I can do better. Three-ply? This is our land. These are our roads. And they're gonna have to go through Vegas. You both know who rules Vegas, John. Hi, everybody. Woo! No, please! Cool. Screams. The Twisted Metal franchise will center on a motormouthed outsider who is offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck. Anthony Mackie stars alongside Thomas Hayden Church, Nev Campbell, Stephanie Beatriz, the voice of Will Arnett, and the body of wrestler Samoa Joe. Twisted Metal starts streaming on July 27th. The next television trailer worth taking a look at is the upcoming Star Wars Ahsoka. 
I started hearing whispers of Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire. Power such as you've never dreamed. I've spent most of my life fighting a war. That's why I'm trying to convince you to help me prevent another one. As a Jedi, sometimes you have to make the decision no one else can. But I'm counting on you to see this through. If we don't stop Thrawn, everything will be in vain. Anakin spoke highly of you. I'm not here to discuss my past. We have a lot of work to do. Once a rebel, always a rebel. Star Wars Ahsoka is set after the fall of the Empire and follows the former Jedi Knight Ahsoka Tano as she investigates an emerging threat to a vulnerable galaxy. Rosario Dawson stars as their titular character and is joined by Liu Bordizzo, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ivana Shachno, David Tennant, Lars Mikkelsen, and Ray Stevenson. The first episode of Star Wars Ahsoka releases on Disney Plus on August 23rd. And finally, we end today on the news that the Emmy nominations have officially been released. The yearly celebration finds HBO having its run of the list with nominations nominations for shows like The Last of Us, Succession, and White Lotus topping the charts. The award ceremony will be broadcast live on Fox on September 18th. However, due to the ongoing SAG-AFTRA and writer's strikes, it is possible that no one will be attending to accept the awards. HBO's Succession had the most nominations, which was 27. Apple TV's Ted Lasso took 21 nominations. The White Lotus had 23, and The Last of Us had 24. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at TalkingMoviesPC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, we live and die in the shadows for those we hold close and for those we never meet. Music